Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another D-Race Day podcast special. Multiple reports. Wander Franco and the Tampa Bay Rays are close to a 12-year contract extension worth up to $223 million. Uh, And just saying all of those words in the same sentence doesn't feel real. It's not real yet. It's not done. doesn't sound like Penn has met paper. But all reports showing that they have reached an agreement and Wander Franco will be signing this contract sometime after the Thanksgiving holiday. I'm Brett Rutherford, joined today by Danny Russell, Jamal Wilberg. We are going to react to this contract, what it means for Wander and the future of this franchise. And Danny, I'll go to you first. What, what, what was your reaction? We, we kind of heard rumblings of this today, finally coming to fruition, it seems like. I mean, the, the initial reaction for me is finally I have a mental replacement for Longoria, right? Uh, we have a new cornerstone of the franchise, a familiar face that we should be able to trust for the long haul. Um, you know, we lost that when Longo was traded. It's always felt like a roster in flux where Kevin Kiermaier and Joey Wendell are the stalwarts. No, we need we need baseball's best on this team. We need a face of the franchise. And I'm glad that we can now settle and say, yes, that will be Wander Franco for the long haul. So I appreciate the security and I'm I'm pumped about it because he was somehow better than I expected in his rookie season. Uh, and he was the best prospect in baseball for three years running. So great. And Jamal, how, how excited are you to be able to see that number five on a raised jersey for, you know, maybe up to 12 years? Safest raised jersey option that you can go out and purchase as a fan right now if you expect for it to still be meaningful uh, multiple seasons down the line. And, and similar to Danny, I think back to Evan Longoria and the advice that he has passed on to younger players since Eric Hinsky passed it on to him, which was never pass up your first fortune. So congratulations to that young man and his family for securing the bag for generations to come yeah let's let's kind of walk through there was a lot of details coming out first off mark topkin reported that the rays uh and Juan franco were moving close to a deal usually when topper reports on something in that manner with the big all caps breaking it means it's going to happen topkin does not report on things that he just hears he's usually pretty confident in the things he puts out there then we see Hector Gomez put out two or 12 years, $223 million. We see Joel Sherman say 11 or 12 years. And finally, I think Jeff Passan really put it all together. Um, it's a 12-year it's a contract, uh, guaranteed $185 million. There is an option for a 12th season, so 11 years guaranteed. And uh, there are escalators in there to bring it up to $223 million, as well as that last year um, option. And it is quite obviously the largest contract in Tampa Bay Rays history. It is also the largest contract given to a player with less than a year of service time at the major league level. And it's something that 
I didn't think it was going to get done. If it wasn't done last year before he'd even reached the big leagues, similar to a Longoria deal where there was <clears throat> that agreement in place before he even made his debut, I wasn't expecting Wander Franco to sign a, a, a contract extension because we know the type of player that he is he's really on the path to becoming, and we saw last year. But I, I can't be anything other than happy right now for, for him, for the team, for the fans. And I know there's a lot of stuff up in the air. Like, we don't even know what the right. Tampa Bay Rays well, will look so, like in 12 years. Yeah, so exactly. A, so, Brett, big, you, you've got, contract. like, a ton of good ideas flying around right now. And we should probably talk through all of the five different yes. topics that you just threw out there. Um, you know, so I'll start with the first one. And that would be the, the history of reporting on this. I mean, we need to go back to last week. Shout out to Jansen Pujols from yes. El Caribe, who had this news last Thursday that Franco had a contract in front of him uh, and that the intent was to beat out the Acuna deal, which this definitely does. Acuna was not guaranteed very much money. And I, you know, was tweeting out the signing emoji, uh, you know, the hand. Wander, with the, with the, and Wander posted on Instagram story with the signing uh, emoji sure. and thanking God and. Right. And a lot right. of smoke uh, there. Frank, Franco was just all vibes on his Instagram account. It was just pictures of him smiling. Because <laughs> you, you imagine he's known for a while that this was moving in a direction in which a deal was going to come to fruition. And I mean, this is a guy that was signed for $4 million at 16 years old. He is not used to, but he's had experience with these big contracts. This though, this is life-changing. For sure it is. Oh, and shout out to Topkin slapping a breaking on uh, on a tweet that guaranteed we'll have news next week. Yeah, <laughs> it, the, the full tweet was like breaking news after Thanksgiving. I will have news. <laughs> and the whole baseball industry is like, no, 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 no. It's happening right now. Let's all get all the details out there. So I at least appreciated that this all came together today instead of, uh, you know, just continued teasing out. But, man, we do have uh, something wonderful to be thankful for uh, wow. this holiday season. So. Going back to Pujols' tweet, though, yeah, yeah, reporting yeah. last week, um, it was pretty clear. I, I don't know when when that came out. The Rays, this stuff doesn't leak from their side almost ever, and from a Dominican reporter from a Dominican newspaper, it was pretty clear that Wander Franco's camp, his representation, was giving this information to Pujols. But for what reason were they trying to? establish a sense of urgency that they were very interested in getting something done or they're just leaking it for the hell of it. But I was now that kind of, you know, alerted my spidey senses. I'm like, there is something going on here. These discussions happen all the time, but the fact that it got to that point, now it started to become, okay, this is a, a, a potential reality. This could actually happen. And it took about a week for everything to, to really come together and, and, and really excited to, to see are, are either of you guys shocked by the, the dollar values or the year totals here outside of the fact that it's like, don't th throw the, the idea that this is a raise contract and that we've never seen the raise do something like this. But in terms of who Wander Franco is as a player, what are you guys' thoughts on the, on the dollars and years on this deal? The first thing that jumps out to me from a dollar standpoint is unadjusted for inflation. This contract is more than Stu Sternberg paid for the team. And Ooh. so that just when you just pause and think that Wander just got Gary just got a, a, a contract that's more than the principal owner of the team paid for the franchise. Just pause on that for a second. That's the first thing that jumped out to me when I think about this deal overall. Wow. Man, that's the, tough. The other thing and going back to the, the Rays aspect of this. 
we talk about how the Rays are cheap, and that, yes, I think there's a level of truth to that. Um, but with these franchise cornerstone players, they've never shied away from figuring out who is going to be a centerpiece in their franchise and locking them up. Going back to even before Evan Longoria, you look at Carl Crawford, Evan Longoria, Chris Archer, Kevin Kiermeyer. Now, none of these players are, well, they haven't done it yet, uh, but we expect Wander Franco to be a perennial all-star. So the, the, it doesn't shock you that the Rays really wanted to extend him. The fact that they're going to this length to a 12-year contract, which just seems unheard of, is, is really shocking. I do want to talk about there's there's some discourse going on on baseball Twitter with significant names comparing this contract to the ones given to Ozzy Albies and Ronald Acuna um, and, and saying that these players are being ripped off, that uh, they're worth way more than this, and that the uh, agents of Acuna, Albies, and Franco are doing those players a, an extreme disservice. I'm curious what, what your guys' thoughts are on that. And so for me, I don't view these players as being ripped off. I view these as being risk sharing agreements and there's risk on the team side that we're going to put this much money and this length of a contract to you while you're early in the career, understanding that you may not reach your full potential. You may uh, have a lagging injury that sustains and, and, and impacts your performance. And then there's risks of the player of saying that, you know, I might actually outperform what this contract is and have a market value that's different, but I might also get injured. I might also have other challenges that come along the way with development. So if both sides are willing to accept that risk and come together for an agreement. I don't know that you could say that someone is ripped off. And there's something that I remember when I was a, a freshman in college, someone said to me. And they said, and I'll, I'll flip it to, to the financial terms, but never pass up for show money, for mo money, unless mo money is for show money. Otherwise, you will have no money. So when someone's got a guaranteed possibility of making over 200 plus million dollars, and you want, no, I'm good. I think I'll, I can get three or four down the line. You know, a fool and their money are soon parted. So I just think, hey, go for it. Take that take that world and if you're really that good there'll be another contract at the end of it i'm definitely clipping that and putting that on twitter that uh that line there about mo money and for show money danny i mean so i definitely do see some aspects of this that do uh surprise me one of those would be the 12 years acuna's deal you know uh max is out at 10 years and he's a free agent at age 30 if franco's 21 next year 12 years later means he's and this contract through age 33, the prime time to hit free agency is that age 30. Typically when we see these big contract extensions, unless the team player come back together like Longo and you assign another deal, there's plenty of examples of, I mean, Kershaw go down the list of all the great players. They have an extension and then they negotiate a new extension in the midst of it. But often the intent is to hit free agency you know, shortly after you peak and frequently we've seen peaking to be around age 28. So to think that the race could lock in Franco for all of his prime, like the, the vast, I'm guessing his prime starts to decline at some point around age 33. Uh, you know, if he can outlast Jesus, I mean, good for Franco, but Jesus didn't make it past age 33. So I, I, I don't know what the odds are for him. Um, and if that joke offended you, I'm sorry. Uh, so it's it's a really long contract and I did not expect to see an 11 or a 12. So if I'm thinking about negatives, if I'm 
on the Twitter sphere and needing to bash the Rays because I hate the Rays. That's, you know, that's well, nobody the does angle that. that I would use. No, I know it would never happen. Uh, but even I, the 12 people, years is just shocking. Even people on Twitter that have a history of disliking the Rays see the value in the deal. So I mm-hmm. would say if you look at this deal and don't see the value in it, just how long have you been a hater? Has it been all your life or is this something that's developed here recently? Because there's so much here that's good for both sides in this. Um, he's not he's not 21. Wander Franco cannot drink legally in the United States. And yet he just guaranteed him and his family more than one hundred and eighty million dollars. This is a win. There's no After way 70 big league games like he hasn't even played a full season. That's not no, nobody is doubting what he can do in a full season, what he'll do in 2022 and beyond. But to be able to cash that ticket before you, you even played a full year in the big leagues. It really is truly unprecedented and unheard of. And the other thing, everyone always wants to focus on, from a fan's perspective, we don't know these players personally. We, we tend to hyperfixate on the dollar amount. There's a lot of other stuff that goes into when a player is deciding where to sign. For some players, sure, it's all about the money. But living in the state of Florida, no state income tax. We hear that all the time when it comes to uh, free agency deals and Tampa, uh, Florida sports teams. Now, we could talk about what, whether or not the raise will be in the state of Florida, but We'll save that for another day. Um, other other things like, I don't know, just liking the organization, liking the coaching staff, the front office, the stadium staff. When Juan Franco was asked in the minor leagues this year what his favorite, what the stadium he's looking forward to most playing in, he legitimately answered Tropicana Field. Maybe he really likes being a Tampa Bay Ray. Maybe he likes his teammates who, if history shows us anything, He'll have a lot of teammates in this 12-year span, a lot of new teammates every year. Um, But he will be the constant, and maybe he wants to be that constant, competing in the American League East, being the guy for the Rays. There's a lot of other stuff that I'm sure Wander thought over when making this decision. And I don't know, it's a little bit, I think, short-sighted to just look at the dollars and be like, ah, this is a good deal or this is a bad deal. But even if you look at just the dollars, J.J. Cooper of Baseball America had a nice breakdown on Twitter. You know, Wander Franco's 11 years is 182 million. Great. Uh, Manny Machado's 11 years, his first 11 years, was 174. Fernando Tatis Jr.'s first 11 years is 157. Bryce Harper's first 11 years is 140. So Franco's doing great with this deal, especially for his age and the style that you're buying out. You know, in the write up on the site, uh, you know, I encouraged you can consider this just two contracts stuck together. The first being, you know, 50 or 60 years that uh, represent the rookie side of the deal. And then all the free agency that you're buying for the raise, that's the five or six years of free agency. And that's really like locking in $25 million a year for five, six seasons. That's great. The qualifying offer is almost $25 million right now. Who knows what it'll be eight years from now, nine years from now. So the, I, it's hard to imagine that this isn't good value so long as Franco is still a, a baseball player. And that, and by, I don't mean to be ominous, but, you know, blow out your knee, not the same. Things could go wrong. We're aware of the risks. Hard. Yeah. Who knows exactly. how dinged up Wander Franco is going to be at age 32. It's the same reason that, you know, you might not want to invest in the 30s if for a player like Carl Crawford or someone else who played very hard. So... Uh, there's definitely risks for for both sides. I 
but it's without question this is great money this is great value for both sides in, in setting it up the doom and gloom i mean if you want to get into the doom and gloom uh briefly split briefly. S- split it into two contracts again so we've got uh six years where we know that would have been his rookie contract and those are all in tropicana field what comes next Wander Franco's deal is twice as long as the Rays' future in Florida right now, unless something changes or some news comes about. So maybe Wander Franco's contract makes the organization more appealing for someone else to purchase. Or maybe Wander Franco's contract makes the city of Tampa think we can really trust this franchise and believe that they have long-term interests in mind. It goes both ways. And uh, I think the big winner at the end of the day, no matter what, is if you're if you're a fan of, of the race, because I, I find it really difficult to spin a negative out of this. The only, I've already said it. The only negative I can see is saying for Franco personally, should he give away age 31, 32, 33? That's literally the only negative I can see in this whole arrangement. And so, you know, I joked about this on, on Twitter, but just about a month ago when I saw the uh, picture of Franco's iced out Benz, I, sent a message to my wife. I either sent a message to her or told her in person. I was like, well, his days in Tampa are numbered because clearly he's uh, looking to get full market value and get paid as as quickly as he is eligible and certainly did not anticipate that a month later we would be sitting here thinking that those days were extended uh, in a Tampa Bay uniform. So I, I don't. So again, I, when, it's very hard to look at this and see if you are a a fan of the Tampa Bay Rays or a fan of players achieving their their financial value uh, to see it potentially being hard, unless you really go to the stretch, like Danny said, and say, well, did you have to give up years 31, 32, 33 um, in that process? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's also kind of talk about the impact that the looming CBA negotiations have on this contract when it needed to be finished and it still is not completely finalized. Like if this pen, like if pen doesn't be paper before, what is it? December 1st, could there be some holdups on this deal? Yeah, because the players union has to approve uh, of any contract. So I do think that's technically true, but also, I mean, this deal is so big, it probably outlasts the CBA yeah, <laughs> that well, they're going to thing, sign, yeah. right? It, there'll probably be two CBAs, maybe even three in the lifetime of the next 12 years. So it's hard to, to imagine that impacting anything. I mean, this, this deal is so large, I cannot imagine the players' union saying no to this. Yeah, it's not something I'm worried about. But again, I, I really wouldn't even let myself think about the possibility of a wander extension until that reporting from Pujols last week. I just never thought it was possible. We kind of saw what Wander was going to become. And yeah, who wouldn't want to hit free agency after their age 26 season and turn in a 12 to 14 year contract that could be close to $500 million. We have no idea what the free agent market's going to look like then for a player of his caliber. What do you get the majority of his prime? But ultimately 
he decides being with his organization is, is where he wants to be. And the dollars were definitely there. And yeah, man, I, I, I didn't research a- going into this conversation when these deals that the Rays signed, these long-term deals usually get announced, like when in the off season they're negotiated and finalized. But if you were to ask me, I would say spring when usually. everyone's back in person and, you know, agents and front office can sit across the table from each other and, have a realistic conversation about such things. Maybe the CBA negotiation process pushed this forward. Maybe also the pandemic. And I mean, we're recording this podcast on Zoom. Maybe Frago's agents and, and the Rays are also meeting on Zoom and that comfortability around just not having to be in person, not being at a conference room together, maybe also escalated this. I, I'd be interested to know, um, you know how long this process took. Sorry, from a timing standpoint, it was interesting when I looked up the uh, 10-year Longo extension, and that was signed in November of 2012. So it was uh, earlier in the week of uh, November 30th. So yeah, it's around the same time frame for Longo's 10-year. Well, that was a second extension. Dollar. Yeah, his second extension, the 10-year 100 million or, or close to. So maybe this is the time of year they like. It's Thanksgiving, time to be thankful. I uh, put some of these together. How, yeah, I also wonder how much Eric Neander and the rest of the for Rays brass want to just be able to enjoy their holidays. Like last year, what was it? Two days after Christmas, they traded Blake Snell, and it's like this year maybe they want to relax. I a mean, bit going more. back to that, I what 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 jersey do you want to get your family for Christmas? Uh, I was yeah. wearing my Blake Snell World Series swag <laughs> that I received for Christmas when Blake Snell got traded. I was furious. So thanks for that. Eric. Um, the the going back to Longoria, his first extension, though, I believe was in the spring. It wasn't really, it was kind of like kept under wraps. And when a, when a deal had already been reached and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, uh, we signed him to a deal. He's going to go to Durham for a week and then we're going to bring him up to the big leagues and make him our franchise player in a year that ended with a world series run. So I thought the timing was odd, but I think there's a lot of other factors that go into that. Um, Real quick. This is a, this episode's all about wander, but. A, a deal of this magnitude, do you think you guys think this limits what the Rays are going to do in terms of other extensions with some other key players, guys like Randy Rosarena, um, guys like Shane Bosch, Shane McClanahan, could, could Tyler Glass now even? Let's Tyler Glass now is probably more an immediate one. Is, the, is could this deal hinder the Rays' chances of bringing back Tyler Glass now on a sizable contract? My first instinct is to say no. Because I would think that the raise process leads to them having a number for every player on the roster. And if that, you know, player and their agent are comfortable with that number, I would imagine at least half of the major league team is getting, you know, a phone call from the front office saying like, hey, would you consider signing long term for X? And sometimes Brandon Lau says yes, the vast majority of time those players say no. And then, you know, something new happens or they or they get traded or there's an injury and all of a sudden it's not the same anymore. Um, you know, I imagine Tommy Pham had a number assigned to him. I imagine Shane Boz right now has a number assigned to him. And I imagine that they've already priced out what a Tyler Glasnow extension looks like. And it's more around what would get the other players to come to the table. And with that in mind, wouldn't a Wander Franco 12-year contract extension make you excited to come in and, and maybe consider 
long-term deals, you know, well, then you say, well, he was going to be on a rookie deal anyway. He probably would have been sticking around no matter what. So look at me. I'm just devil is advocating my own <laughs> devil rays, advocating my own, uh, own ideas. But I, I hope that, you know, we get some more contract extensions. It makes perfect sense that, you know, once you see one go, other players are probably going to say, Hey, let me give that money. So. Yeah, and I would, I would imagine that as they did this, they've done other future projections on what they assume having uh, a Wander Franco on the lineup does for, for revenues in other areas. And, and again, where you've got other players slotted to prepare and build the, the roster for the next few seasons to come. So sure, sure they went into this fully uh, thinking about the other uh, contingency planning that they've got to do to continue to put a roster together to compete because you don't just extend Wander Franco if you don't think you're going to have the other pieces uh, to be around him. That would be like a $200 bottle of wine or, or more expensive bottle of wine with ramen noodles. And that just doesn't make sense. If I'm the Rays, I let Randy Arozarena play out on his rookie deal. Uh, the new CBA might change things anyway. Um, but clearly something was going on with Randy and his agent process. Anyway, I don't know if they were thinking about a contract and, and he changed his mind, but he just switched over to Scott Boris from his previous agent who notoriously holds a hard line on strong financial returns for a contract extension. And also uh, Randy's already 27 and he's on a rookie deal for the next six years. So it's hard for me to imagine that Randy is the same kind of candidate for a long-term deal like Wander is because for the next three years, you only need to pay Randy 500 grand. I'll, I'll reference uh, soccer really quickly. I, I won't spend too much time on it, but a Chelsea football club, a, a team in, in England, they have a, a an internal club policy that almost never gets broken where they'll never sign players to a two-year contract extension after they hit the age, age 30. Basically, the idea is they want to keep most of the players in their club between the ages of 20 and 30, because while they're still in that age range, they can then sell them for a profit, sell them onto another team when it's time for them to leave the club. And I, I don't think that, I mean, obviously it's apples and oranges here, um, but Randy Rosarena, like we said, maybe in his prime right now, you know, Sarah's put a piece out on the athletic saying this might be the best it gets for Randy Rosarena. You can look at his numbers this year and, make the assumption that he overperformed whether how much he overperformed that there's a debate in that um, but again he put up a really great season don't get me wrong but the idea that he's going to replicate that for four five six more years i mean that's tough for any player you let alone a player who's now only his first big league full, full big league season at age 27 um so yeah i i don't expect a, a randy rosarena contract extension now with boris as his agent that just doesn't seem like the, the way this is going but it wouldn't shock me if next year maybe we see a glass now extension. Maybe one of the young pitchers gets an extension that eats up one or two free agency years. Um, but other than that, you know, we already have Brandon Lau locked up. Austin Meadows, I don't know how they view him long term. Um, those are really the players that would maybe be in the discussion. Um, but it, it, nonetheless, just just really exciting. And we saw what Wander Franco was capable not only in the regular season. But in the postseason as well, those four games, they went by quickly. Um, but he was putting together what if it if it had been like a 2020 run where it go all the way it goes all the way to the World Series, he would have put up some Randy-esque numbers in terms of hits and, and batting average, I think. It will be interesting to see how backloaded this deal is as well. 
you know, if you think about the financial insecurity of the organization, I mean, with with the tendons being rock bottom, the Rays are a going concern. We don't know, you know, if the Rays can financially even stay afloat or or not. I mean, I'm not trying to say that the baseball team doesn't make money. <laughs> I mean, uh, as Jamal, you were saying that this contract for Wander is more than the team cost. And now the team's worth a billion dollars and you don't become worth a billion dollars if you're not raking in cash. Don't, don't get me wrong. But the reason why we're wondering, will the race still be in Florida is because, you know, the attendance issue and that attendance leads to smaller payrolls because that's kind of where those, those margins come together in terms of fielding a more expensive and a more competitive more competitive. Excuse me. The Rays were in the World Series not too long ago. Uh, I didn't mean to say that. Um, so, how backloaded is this deal? Are we paying Franco five million a year, two million a year, ten million dollars a year? That changes the landscape for what you can afford. I mean, if the question is, can we re-sign Nelson Cruz? Well, that's greatly impacted if Franco's making five hundred thousand dollars or five million dollars. So. There's only so much money available. Uh, I would imagine that similar to other players, whatever, Harper, Tatis, Machado, a lot of these are backloaded to those free agency buyouts. And that's why it's good to mentally separate out the different portions of the contract extension. But um, uh, I'm eager to find out what the breakdown is so we can think maybe more uh, analytically about who else could be signed. The other thing, and I, I've admittedly framed other Rays extensions, specifically Blake Snell and Brandon Lau, as do not see that deal as this is how many years this player is going to be playing for the Tampa Bay Rays. Oftentimes, and I said it specifically with Snell, it, 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 it pushes back that, that trade window. And ultimately with Snell, it didn't. They traded him a year earlier than I think a year earlier than anyone expected. Um, Brandon Lau, that deal is so team friendly. He could end up living out most of that with the Rays and still provide a lot of trade value with just a year to go, just because of how well he's been playing these last two years and how cheap that contract is. Um, But just because Wander Franco signs a 12 year deal, and I'm not trying to be doom and gloom playing with the Rays for 12 whole seasons, given how things are going and we have no idea what they're going to look like in the future. That would probably be unexpected. I hate that though. Yeah. But I mean, it's reality. I think it's reality for teams other than just the Rays too. Like the idea of one player playing with the same team for 12 years is an extremely rare concept in the game today. And so I, I don't think it's that crazy to talk about. And even if you're guaranteeing me eight, nine, 10 seasons after this of Wander Franco, yeah, I'll sign me up. Let's do it. Absolutely. And a happy Wander is a happy uh, Rays Republic, right? So that's uh, a, <laughs> That should be good for all the race fans out there. And it also gives you some certainty if free agents and other folks that you're trying to lure to the team, uh, you can say that you've got Wander Franco under contract for a number of years, even if those last few years might be uh, larger than you plan on actually paying out. I mean, what do you think, Jamal? Do you think, does your mind go to, oh, when does Wander get traded when you see a deal like this? No, for now it goes into there's it extends the window of expecting this team to continue to be competitive and 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 pushing for uh, division titles and and World Series and and trying to get that World Series ring. I think that's still uh, you can argue whether teams actually are, if winning is always the most important thing to teams, but I think that these are the pieces that at least put winning as a 
probable outcome uh, for, for roster construction for years to come. At least the remainder of the Tropicana field lease. In my head, sometimes I like to try to define what the chapters of the book are that is the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, you talk about the Devil Rays chapter, a lot of just, you know, not so good baseball. Then you get the Evan Longoria chapter. Then you get that really weird middle chapter after those those glory days from 2008 to 2011, uh, where there's just a lot of middling baseball. Who knows what you want to call that chapter? Maybe the Logan Forsyth chapter of the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't know. That's a bad name for it. This current chapter, even though they had success, they went to the World Series before Wander Franco. It's called the Silverman years, Brett. Yes, the Silverman years. Yeah, there you go. What did Logan do to you? But nothing wrong. Not lo- I love Logan Forsyth. <laughs> Um, the, the first player that came to mind, um, th- th- this chapter, yes, this chapter, even though they made the world series before Wander Franco even stepped foot on a big league field, it feels like this is going to be the Wander Franco chapter of the Tampa Bay Rays alongside guys like Kevin Cash and Eric Neander, the, the stalwarts of this franchise, the people that are going to be here, the faces we can, we can rely on for a long time. And like you said, Jamal, I have no reason to believe that they're not going to keep winning. They've more than almost any other franchise in baseball have continuously put together winning products for over a decade now. And now you've just signed who could be one of the best players in on the planet right now to a contract extension over a decade. So, and this is just great. And I mean, this may be partially prisoner of the moment, but this is right now my second favorite contract of all time. What's number one. Number one contract is Bobby Bonilla, whose contract yes. with the Mets, he will still get paid for t- two more seasons after the Wander deal ends. So that one still has to be greatest contract of all time. This one, though, uh, in second for different reasons. So when we trade Wander Franco to the Mets to replace Francisco Lindor, we'll eat Bonilla's <laughs> contract. He'll be the player to be named later, sent back to the Rays in that, con- in that trade. Then the Rays can retire Bonilla's number. Yes. Yes. Always retiring numbers of people who are more famous for their times with other, with other teams. Exactly. Uh, right. All right. Any other, any other final thoughts? I know I've, uh, I've been away for a little bit, so we haven't had to talk about a lot of other raised news. I, I want to save a lot of that stuff for another podcast. There's been trades, there's been signings, there's been Dietrich ends going to Asia, a lot of fun stuff. Um, but any other final thoughts on, on the Wander Franco signing and, and what it means? I mean, now you have a definitive moment of Neander's presidency over baseball operations, right? This is a major move that goes on the Wikipedia entry, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So this will be interesting now that you can kind of tie the future of Rays baseball into long-term, just beyond what would have been that rookie deal into something that Neander did. So I, I think that's an interesting framing for, I, th- I went there in my mind because you mentioned the Silverman years <laughs> and the difference between Silverman years and today are that now it's the Neander years. And so this is an interesting um, major uh, uh, touchstone in his career. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned the Chris Archer and Kevin Kiermaier extensions, the Chris Archer extension ended up being just incredible because it allowed you to get Tyler Glass now Austin Meadows and Chad Boz. But uh, yeah, some of those extensions and some of those players, maybe those, those generational talents didn't exist for those years. Um, I'll still, you know, defend Kevin Kiermaier to the death, but um, yeah, this is, this feels like a different identity for this Rays team 
and something that I think as fans, we can, we can be proud of, you know, we, we we've always taught how to talk about, Oh, the Rays don't spend. They're always going to trade. And, and usually it's easier to defend those things or talk about those things when they keep winning, when they keep replenishing. And I've always said, I'd love to have the same 25 guys in the field every year and grow, you know, these strong relationships with these players. I never thought it would happen. And right now for a long time, we're going to be able to say that with Juan Franco. And I think it's something we can be proud of. Uh, if I can say something I'm proud of, Brett, I'm proud of you for getting to call your first uh, walk-off win in basketball. Your voice <laughs> is hoarse from yeah. your uh, celebratory moments uh, for the TCC women's basketball game. It was a good call, and, and I'm glad you got to do that. Uh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Congrats. Uh, too kind. Yeah, I was already dealing with a cold and then called uh, five college basketball games this weekend at the 2021 Courtyard Classic at TCC up in Tallahassee. And yeah, my voice is definitely paying the price and it's going to struggle even more because this Sunday, other local news, I'll be at the USL cup uh, championship game. Tampa Bay Rowdies taking on orange County soccer club, another wing of the Tampa Bay Rays owned by, by Stu Sternberg. Um, did you guys get a chance to see that Easter conference final or that, that crazy last second goal? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> the goal was ridiculous. It just, Hope Champa Bay will continue and uh, enjoying it. And Brett Phillips and Randy Rosarena were there. Just, just makes my heart warm. Yeah, Baseball's awesome. fun and soccer is fun. Um, yes. All right. Well, well, I guess we did. We did bring it back to soccer. I said I wouldn't talk soccer too much on this Wander Franco po- instant reaction podcast, but that that is going to do it for this podcast special. I threw this together really quickly. Wanted to get it out to you guys. So thank you for listening. And we're. Going to get ramped up real soon back on DRaysBay.com. We're in the thick of things now in the offseason. No winter meetings, but still going to sure be a, a plenty of news, including CBA negotiations, which hopefully get, hopefully get wrapped up quickly. Thank you to Danny and Jamal for hopping on, and I'll talk to you guys very soon. Thank you.